coming up next on the Wet Fly Swing podcast? Well, Happy Days, you know, Happy Days was not only just a, a show for me. It introduced me to the world. You know, I got 55,000 letters a week from all over the world. No matter where I go, people invite me to their homes, invite me for dinner. It just, the warmth is exceptional. It is an honor, actually, that so many people who have such different traditions, such different languages, and yet we all have the fonds in common. That was Henry Winkler describing the impact of playing the Fonz on the TV show Happy Days. One of the best. Not a heck of a lot more I can say about that. Henry Winkler today on the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. Hey... Have you been noticing the last uh, few months? I've been practicing my my A. This has been uh, this has been going on. I've been uh, you can check back in the previous episodes and, and hear uh, my uh, progress and this subtle hint that uh, we were having this this episode was on its way uh, today, and we are finally here to share it. So I never really nailed the the A, but I've got the man himself on the show today. Henry Winkler has been a TV and movie icon for my entire life and is here now to sit down and chat about fly fishing and that life. We find out what it felt like to get offered the the movie Grease and why he turned it down, how he got the role in the HBO show Barry, and, uh, and how he's done all this, including get out and do some fly fishing with uh, being challenged by dyslexia over his life. This one is good. I'm very, very happy to share this episode with you today. So without further ado, here he is, Henry Winkler. How's it going today, Henry? I am sitting here eating time, counting the days until I get to go fly fishing in Idaho. There you go. There you go. I've heard that Idaho is the place. Is that where you like to go? Is is Idaho your place? We we went to Montana for 20 years. We have been to Wyoming. I've been to Argentina. Holy mackerel, that is, that was an adventure. But mostly now for the past 10 years, we have gone to Swan Valley in Idaho. Mm, Swan Valley, okay. And I haven't been there yet, but uh, I want to dig into a little bit on your, a little more on the fishing background. I want to hear, so we, I always like to take it back to how you first got into it. So I'm curious to hear if your story of getting into fly fishing is similar to some of our other guests we've had on. So can you take us back there? Okay. I have always thought I could not fly fish, that it takes a hand-eye coordination and a ballet of hand, rod, and line that I just would not be able to master. And so I just said no for the longest time. I had a lawyer, and his name was Skip Brittenham III, who has won one fly many times. 
And his wife, a wonderful actress, Heather Thomas, has also won One Fly. And Skip said, you know what? I'm taking you and Stacy down the Smith River in Montana. I said, oh, no, trust me, just you'll just go. We go down the river. There is a boat ahead of us with a crew. They set up tents, make a meal. We pull in. We have the meal. We either have lunch, get back in the boat, go. They're now building the night camp. I caught one fish and I was hooked. <laughs> no pun intended. There you go. So that's it. So you did it. So your first trip out was a, a river trip, like a full deal. It was a full deal. And, uh, you know, my, my coordination and my style is ugly, but I get the fish. Yep. What, what is the most challenging thing for fly fishing for you? What is the one tricky thing? Double hauling. Yeah. I would have to say I have never, and I have been fishing since 1986. Mm -hmm. I have never double hauled. The second thing is the rules. The seven things you need to do in order to place your fly in the place you need it and mend and strip and watch and strike. Yeah. That is the second most difficult thing for me because I get so kablooey in my head that I'm casting and I'm thinking it's just beautiful. <laughs> and it lands in a lump, in a clump on the surface. And I go, well, that's not going to get me anything. Yep. And sometimes that works, though. That's the great thing. Sometimes the, the bad cast can work, right? You've probably had that happen. You know, I don't know that I've ever had that experience that my bad cast <laughs> is just bad. Yeah. But when I do get it all together and I'm in the place and the fin is out of the water against the bank in shallow water quite a ways away and I get it, oh my goodness, it's just like nirvana. That's amazing. How does that compare getting that fish you just talked about right there to getting that next big acting role you've had maybe in the past. I mean, you've had some major roles, right? Well, you know what? I'm very lucky in that way. I'll tell you what is the truth about both fly fishing and, and my profession. You cannot take for granted one minute of being in the process. All right. You cannot just do it haphazardly. Yep. You will miss the fish. You'll miss the spot. And the same thing about getting the role. They, you don't present yourself in the most perfect manner. And there is no perfection. 
in order for them to take notice of you, either as a fly or as an actor. Is it for you? I've always thought struggles that I've had along the way with what I, what, you know, what I do, but is it the journey? Is that the thing that you really love with the, whether that's acting or fly fishing? Do you think about that as like, there's no end point for what you do on either? There is no end point. There is no end point. That is true. I, I never thought of it that way, but that is true. Yeah. I love, I'm already packed uh, for uh, June 12th. Oh, yeah. My waiters, my boots, <laughs> my underwear, my soap, my reels, they're all packed. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. You're ready. I, I just cannot wait. Yep. And is this trip, is this kind of an annual trip you do? This is like. It is with my wife, who is a very good fisherwoman. Oh, wow. Now, she, um, she goes fishing. Uh, we leave pretty much the same time. There are times when uh, I report to uh, the pickup spot and tell her guide, lucky you, you've got the day off. <laughs> she will get off the river early and then get a blizzard, you know. Um, oh, yeah, from a Dairy Queen or whatever. Dairy Queen. Yeah. But... She, you know, she does it her way and enjoys it her way. Yeah. And she gets her fish too. There you go. There you go. Everybody has their own way to, you know, that's the great thing about fly fishing. Everybody, everybody has their own thing that they love about fly fishing, right? Maybe you, it's, you know, do you know what I tell people? Uh, I just had this discussion with a young couple. They're both young doctors and they're going to go somewhere um, maybe to a dude ranch or somewhere. And I said, oh, do they have fishing? And they said, yeah, we were thinking of trying it. I said, no, don't think about it. You've got to go. You've got to go. And while you're concentrating so hard on your fly, don't forget to look up because your eyes will pop out of your head on where you are. Yeah, I just told you. Yeah, no, I, and I think about, you know, with fly fishing. So for you, there's, there's nymphing, there's dry fly fishing, there's all sorts of different types. Is there one type of fishing you like? Do you like to get them on the surface or do you, do you care? You know, I did not for the longest time think I was good enough or that I was capable of fishing with a dry fly. So I would be very happy nymphing. And then, one day, I guess my mind grew up and I started to dry fly and I was successful at it. And I thought, wow, this is fabulous. That's cool. That's cool. You, you have taken that next level. A lot of people, some people, they don't ever get there, right? They, they, because dry fly is challenging, right? Getting the fly just perfectly matching the hatch and it is, but you've had success. I have had success, you know, and I'm very willing from nine o'clock in the morning until 4.30 in the afternoon to cast right through lunch. I rather cast than eat. 
then I realized, oh, we have to stop for lunch because the guide probably is hungry. Yeah. <laughs> which really pisses me off. There you go. And uh, I give him my fruit, my cookie, and we're back at it. That's it. There's a good tip for your next guide to remember that, because I've done some guiding as well. Not much. It was It's challenging. Guiding is hard. Oh, I don't know how they do it. It's hard. But uh, the good thing about it is there are people that are just born for guiding, and they love it, and they're great at it. And those are the people I'm sure that you've probably worked with some of the best, right? I have had amazing guides, and they have all my respect. First of all, I think to myself, they are pulling that boat all day long. They're watching me not think about where my cast is going. They are watching the fly, watching the rocks, watching the flow, watching the fly, telling me when to strike. I, they are extraordinary human beings. Yeah, yeah. I put them in the same category, even though uh, the level of, of difficulty is not the same, like with firemen. Oh, yeah. They take such good care of you, and they get so excited when you catch the fish. And then they know where the fish are. Right. And there are sometimes I'm looking, you know, I fish by myself in the boat. Oh, yeah. Because I went with my wife. She was in the front. I was in the back. And of course, your listeners know that there's a room in front of the oars all the way up the river is hers. Yeah. Behind the oars all the way down the river is mine. Yeah. But if I see water that looks fishy, that is calling to me, and it is above the oar, I'm in it. <laughs> and rather than argue, we meet for lunch. There you go. There you go. I love it. So you're gonna have you're gonna have lunch. That's part of the part of the gig. This is Henry, this is amazing because for a number of reasons, fly fishing brings everybody together who listens to this show which is the reason why people come here to learn from some of the best and hear about some of the names of people who love fly fishing. But everybody is diverse and everybody does a bunch of different things, right? They love all sorts of other things on top of fly fishing. And one thing I want to dig in with you a little bit here is on just briefly on some of the acting that you've done and not really to dig into that, but just because it's some stuff resonated with me. And one of them was obviously happy days, right? Everybody right. knows you from happy days. When I was right. a kid, Happy Days was probably the biggest show, right? I've, I've seen every episode. But you've done so much after Happy Days, right? So much after Happy And you've even gone to this point where you've written these uh, children's books, which speak to me big time because I've had that issue. Uh, Lynn Oliver and I have written 39 novels wow. for children. And one adult book, which is for fly fishing. Everything that I learned about life from fly fishing. And then it was supposed to be a book of photographs oh. that I took. Yeah. And, and it, it turned into kind of like a memoir. Yeah, that's right. So talk about that. Describe that for somebody who hasn't read that book. What could they expect? To, can they get a glimpse into more than just fly fishing? Is this like into your life? Oh, my goodness. I think so. I think I cover 
being a parent, uh, being a professional, uh, how important fly fishing is to me. I, I think about it when I'm not on the water all the time. Wow. And sometimes I have to distract myself because I am just so frustrated that I'm not there. Yeah. So why not just, here's a, maybe an obvious question that I would think about is like, why not just retire altogether from, and just fish 100% of the time? Because look what I'm doing. I'm doing this show called Barry. I know. I just won the Emmy for um, the character. It is one of the great characters of my career. Yeah. I'm 76 years old and I'm still living my dream on the stage and on the water. Why would I retire? That's perfect. No, and that is a pretty obvious question because the stuff you've done in acting, I mean, like I said, you starting out with happiness because everybody knows you from that, but everything sure. since then. Well, you know, it, it really depends on the age. You can always tell what generation people are from. The water boy. Yeah. Scream. Yep. Uh, Arrested Development. The Parks and Rec. Yep. All of it. MacGyver. MacGyver. Well, that was the first show I ever really produced. And I produced it because I couldn't get hired as an actor. That's one point I want to touch on because I want to go back to the fly fishing. But tell me, I know you've talked about this before, but I this is really interesting to me. You know, again, you go back to have, and I remember all your roles. I, every show you talked about, I've seen, you know what I mean? I've seen them all, but right. you, ha Happy Days Ends and and talk bring us to that moment really quick just to talk about that because since then you've gone on and done so much more right but that was a turning point in your career in, in what happy days moment. yeah after well, happy days, days you know happy days was not only just a, a show for me it introduced me to the world you know i got fifty-five thousand letters a week wow from all over the world no matter where i go People invite me to their homes, invite me for dinner. It just, the warmth is exceptional. It is an honor, actually, that so many people who have such different traditions, such different languages, and yet we all have the fonds in common. Yep. It's fantastic. Wow. Can you talk a little bit about, was that Fonz, that character you created, was that, how much of that was just from your ability to create a character, you know? Well, you know, they write, the, the writers yeah. write the character. They write stories. During the week, because we rehearsed from Monday to Friday, and then shot it Friday night in front of a live audience. Oh, wow, yeah. So during the week, you would have talks with your producers and say, this joke isn't working. This, uh, oh, you know, they would say, you're not, you're not seeing this. You didn't put this into the scene, uh, this kind of emotion or this thought. And so it's very collaborative. But when we would do it in front of a live audience, stuff would come out of me that I never planned, never rehearsed just there it was that's it and then from and just take us there a little bit on the on the timeline so after happy days ends now i didn't have a job now i had an office at paramount 
and no one would hire me because I was funny, really easy to work with, but I was the Fonz. Now, Screen, they would not put my, my name on the movie. Oh, wow. They would not put my name on the poster. They thought, well, he's the Fonz. He's going to knock the balance of terror. Right. Right. So now they show the movie, you know, they, they assemble it. Uh, they put in temp music, temporary music, and then they show it to an audience, let's say in San Diego, in Missouri. And when my character came on the screen, I got applause. So then they came back to me and they said, would you do press for the movie? Now, of course, since my friend directed it, I said, of course I would. But I went from, they would not even associate with me to now they want me to go out and do press. There you go. There you go. And then it just kept, you just kept, uh, you know, moving forward from there with all sorts of... Uh... Uh, you have to, you know, that's another thing I learned from uh, fly fishing is enormous patience because not everything comes on the heels of the next thing. You wait, you, you audition, you pray, you hope, you schmooze. And then, you know, so now I've done a lot of stuff, but in the, in the time span of 45 years, you know, so there was a period there of eight years where I didn't work as an actor. And then I became a producer out of necessity. I became a children's book writer out of necessity. Somebody said, well, you know, until you get hired, write a book. And then we wrote 39. Wow. And when did the fly fishing book come into that picture? Okay, that's a good question. I am going to cheat. Yeah. And I'm going to look at uh, the date because I literally don't remember 2011. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. So, so 10 years ago. And you started fly fishing roughly, well, how long before that? I'm not sure if you have that. 1986. Yeah, that's right, 86. So yeah, so you had a good time. So yeah, you had some skills in fly fishing by the time you wrote that book. And how did that feel that you, when you got that book out there, when you were completed that, did it feel? It felt great. Yeah. It felt great. It really did. And did you write, I know one of your your struggles has been, you've talked like with the, the children's books, the uh, zip, the- Hank Zipser. Hank Zipser. There's um, Ghost Buddy, Alien Superstar. Yeah. Describe it just quickly what the premise is of, of those books. Well, who, are, who is the target for those? Well, this is Hank Zipser in the second grade. And we use a font that makes it easier for the eye to make friends with the page. Oh. And we're the first ones to use that font. So he's in the second grade. He doesn't know yet that he's got a learning challenge. All he knows is the frustration of not getting anything right. 
Then there is Hank Zipser. He's in the fourth grade and he finds out that he's got something with a name. He's resourceful. All of these books are funny first. We write books to make children laugh. And then they happen to be about a kid who's got, you know, one out of five, one out of six children on the earth has a learning challenge. Yeah. And it's hereditary. Yep. And that's why it resonates so well with me. And I know you had that same challenge, you know, with dyslexia, right? Still. Throughout your life. Still. Still. You never get over dyslexia. You learn to negotiate it. Right. Yeah. So, and that's a great question because I always talk about the struggle I had with reading as well. That's why this resonates with me all the way through school. I could read, but I just wasn't a great reader all yeah. the way up until college. Yeah. And it took me college and finally through college, something snapped and I, and now I'm fine. Yeah. But it took me my whole life to get to that point. And, but, and that's what I love. This is amazing. I understand. You know, it's the wiring in the brain, you know, a child um, is disruptive or moves all the time, you know, they bounce or their leg bounces and everything. And it's not like they're doing it on purpose to make life difficult for you. It is the wiring in their brain. It doesn't compute. They can't spell. I can't spell. Look, I've got a word like schedule. Yeah. All right. I have it taped just above the computer because I use it all the time. And after all this time, I cannot just sound the tenacity. I can't sound it out. So I have it, um, you know, you, you figure out how to make your life easier. Yep, that's it. So when you're on the river, you're on these fly fishing, does all that disappear? Uh, no, because the putting together all of the steps of making the perfect cast making sure there's nothing on your hook all the way down. You know, you forget or oh, right. you can't, yeah. uh, you know, you can't put it in, uh, in order or, you know, just, and so you, you figure it out. You figure it out. Yeah. yeah that's, that's it. And, and I've been skunked <laughs> to be honest, I've been skunked plenty of times on fishing trips. Right. So a lot of the great thing about fishing is it's just like you said earlier, it's about being outdoors. Even if you're not catching a lot of fish, sometimes just that experience. Oh my goodness. That's why I say one of the most important parts of, of fly fishing is looking up yeah, and seeing where you are. Yeah. Because it is breathtaking. Yeah. It Matter is. of fact, I think everybody should go fly fishing and, and maybe this country would calm down a little bit. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, that's exactly what we need. If we get everybody on the water fly fishing. Um, wow. Do you have a uh, do you have a fly pattern that you've uh, you've done well on that you've caught some fish on? I went. This is Maisie. Hi, Maisie. Macy? Maisie. Oh, Maisie. She's two. Nice. She's a what is she? She is a golden doodle. Oh, a golden doodle. And you're nice. a good girl, aren't you? But uh, I went to this incredible resort in Tennessee. And I took my wife because she always wanted to go there. And it's called um, Blackberry Farm. And on the property of Blackberry Farm, they have a beautiful stream with trout. 
and the um, the fishmaster there, the guy who was in charge of the river, uh, made me a pattern called the Winkler, which is really like a little mayfly. Yeah. But I was so proud that I had a fly with my name. And uh, I'm almost out, but I have used it. Uh, and it's pretty successful. But you, boy, you, I. There it is. You got to have x-ray vision. Yeah. Holy mackerel. Where is it again? Exactly. Do you see it? Because I, oh, there it is. Oh, <laughs> right. Then you have to yeah. dry it off, put it back. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's cool. I think that's that's one of the struggles is you can see me. I didn't wear glasses a couple of years ago, and now I wear glasses all the time. And it's a struggle yeah. for, you know, but we, we deal with it, right? You bet. I didn't wear glasses, and I got the the fly in my cheek. Ooh. Then the man said, oh, don't worry about it. I'm going to take a piece of lime, and I'm just going to pull it out. And none of that <laughs> sounded right or comfortable. No. But it worked like a charm because I go barbless. So thank God. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, it just came right out. He he pulled it with a piece of line. And it, wow. There you go. That's a good guy. There's another guide tip for you. <laughs> what, what do you have on tap? Do you have, you're going to Idaho. As you look out, do you have other places, kind of the, like bucket list places you want to go to? Here's the great thing about being a celebrity. You get calls. Hey, how about if I outfit you, you can bring somebody with you and I'll take you for 10 days to New Zealand. Wow. I will. I've heard that New Zealand is great fishing. Now, unfortunately, we went in April and the best time to go, I think, is December, January. But there I was. I got a beautiful rod. I got clothes, I got sunglasses, I got a reel, and I caught three fish in 10 days. There you go. But I remember those fish and I gave them names and we correspond. <laughs> and it was New Zealand and you went to New Zealand. New Zealand. Which is, which is, I think most people would love to go to New Zealand if they love fly fishing. But I would go to, um, to Argentina first. Yeah. Oh, my God. There are two guys from um, Montana, the um, PGA, I think it is, uh, or PGR, uh, Patagonia River, PRG. Oh, yeah. The Patagonia River Guides. Yeah. Two guys from Montana who've made friends with the gauchos. Hmm. Yep. And they get access to private land. Wow. Yeah, you could the fish. Some of the fish I caught, I could ride back to L.A. <laughs> wow, these are sea run. Yeah, these are probably the sea run trout. <sighs> I know I haven't been there yet, but I know it's one. It's on my bucket list for sure. I'll tell you, but those two guys. I mean, it really is to the nines. Yeah, they treat you well. You just, I think, and maybe they, maybe it's different now, but you have to get your wine at the airport. Okay. You have to buy your own wine. And uh, there was Australian wine. And oh, it was just all good. Yeah. And I don't drink, but the men I was with, uh, uh, Skip Britton and the third took me. Skip was my lawyer. Your lawyer. That's right. Who is a master fly fisherman. There you go. There you go. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. All right. 
So we got a little, uh, you know, I was just kind of thinking, you know, Argentina is the topic that always comes up. Take us back really quick because you had a couple more things that have been really big and things that I have heard about and watched. But uh, so we're going back in time again. Greece, one of my favorite movies of all time. Greece. Talk about that. How, how well, you. They came to me because I was very popular as Fonzie. And they asked me to play Danny Zuko. Oh, wow. And I thought to myself, well, I don't want to be typecast. And I've just played. Danny Zuko for 10 years. Yeah. So I said, no. So I went home, poured myself a V8. John Travolta said, yes. He went home and bought a plane. <laughs> so, wow. uh, you know, I mean, if I were to look back again, would I have done it? I would have tried. The only thing is I can't sing really. What about dance? Dance. I, I'm a good dancer. Now I dance from the waist up, but at the time I could use my whole body. Oh yeah. You know, now I have a negotiation with my knees when we get out of bed. I said, I'm ready. Are you guys? <laughs> Just let me know anytime you want to make a move. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What about, so, so I, wanna, I don't want to leave Barry on the table either. You mentioned it earlier, but talk about how that role comes to you because that's, this is a powerful powerful uh, uh well you know sometimes there's a god who is looking down on you stacy and i just left a uh an estate planning meeting which um i you lose brain cells you leave them on the the coffee table on the desk i had no idea what they were talking about but nodded a lot signed my name we're in the car driving down Ventura Boulevard in the valley in LA. Get a phone call. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. HBO. HBO. You're on a short list. Ooh. Let me ask you, let me ask you right now. Is Dustin Hoffman on that list? Because if he is, he's going to get it. I'm not going in. They said no. He's not. I went, all right. They sent me the script. My son, Max, who told us he wanted to be a director when he was 10. He's now 37, a new father and a really good director. He directed my audition. Wow. Very strict. And I went in. I read for Bill Hader, who I had watched uh, you know, on uh, Saturday Night Live for years. I made him laugh. I thought, oh, this is a good sign. Then I didn't hear. Then he calls and he said, hey, I wrote two scenes. You wrote two scenes, nice. You want to come in and play? In my mind, I was going, no, I don't want to come in and play because if I was good the first time, I might screw it up the second. Sure, Bill sent him to me. He sent him to me. I sent him to my son via email and he directed me over the phone. Max now is directing me over the phone. I went in and I got it. That was uh, 2016. 16. Wow. Oh my goodness. It turned out to be one of the great roles of my life. Gene Cousinow, acting teacher. Amazing. Yeah, that was your, that was your uh, acting teacher. No, um, 
No, Kusinau is actually a name that was the obstetrician that Bill Hader and his wife used for the birth of their daughters. But the, the character that I play is a, a conglomerate of their imagination, the teachers I've had, notes that other people have taken on other acting teachers. And this guy was supposed to be a total asshole yeah. to start. And the way he came out of me, he was a little more human. And so they thought, you know, we could go that way too. And it worked. Yeah. And it worked. You guys are still going. Yeah. This is good. Well, that's definitely on my, uh, you know, on my list of, uh, you know, I've got a lot of stuff I need to watch, but. Well, you know what? I would suggest, I would suggest that you watch Barry first. Yeah. I mean, the other stuff doesn't compare. I don't even know what it is. And I know it doesn't compare. Yeah. There are eight episodes each season. There are two seasons, and now we're in the middle of the third season. And I promise you, you will binge. You will not just watch one and walk away. I love that. And, and it's a little bit uh, on the dark side, right? It's got some darkness. Not just a little bit. Sometimes I take a flashlight to work. How do you deal with that when you when you play those roles? What it's like? Because I always think of you know roles like this or other ones like Ozarks, right? Where these these really extreme things great, that happen. Great show, great yeah. show. Barry is better. Barry, there you go. That's awesome. Well, when I watched Ozarks for the first time, I had to stop watching it because I was so scared. Yeah. Well, that might happen to you, but uh, and Jason Bateman is a good friend. Oh yes. Yeah. And he has a great podcast. Bateman has a good podcast as well. Yeah, and they've never invited me. So maybe he's not such a great friend. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to call him out here. We're going to get Bateman, get you on the, I love that show. I'm telling you, is that shocking? It is shocking. Wow. That is really shocking. They have one of the, they have, the, I'm sure you're going to be on it soon because they have one of the uh, funniest podcasts out there. And you've, you've been, uh, Henry, this has been a pleasure to have you on here. Um can I just say, I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you. I think fly fishing has brought us together. I have this podcast that we've created around fly fishing, but it's allowed me to connect with some of the most amazing people, you know, in, our, in the country around the world. Well, because, you know, the title of the, the book is I Never Met an Idiot on the River. Yeah. And if you think about it, I've really never met somebody who likes to fly fish. And everything that it entails, the patience, the beauty, the respect, the respect of the river, the respect of the fish. I've never met an idiot who is a fly fisher person. Nope. No, that's a, that's a, good, uh, that's a good title. As we get out of here, Henry, what, what are you uh, most grateful for in your life? I am most grateful for my wife, my children who are mostly rude, my grandchildren who are loving, and the constant growth that opens my eyes to the dimension of living. Wow. And fly fishing has this movement called the 50-50. It's trying to get more women into fly fishing, right? To be more diverse in, in this thing yes. that's going on. 
struggle for me is my family is for me is because I'm out doing a lot of stuff and it, and it takes me away from my family. For you, you've been away. How have you dealt with that where you've been away from your family? Well, you know, now when I do Barry, I shoot it right here in LA. Oh, wow. So I'm home at night. If it's not a very long shoot, I'm home on the weekends. When I did happy days for 10 years, I was home Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Thursday was a long day, and Friday was a very even longer. Yep. You've been around. You've been around. For that. that's, that's great because your family is obviously important to you. Yeah. All right. Well, where, where can we send people if they, have, if they want to track you down? Is there any place on social media where we can? Well, you know, I love Twitter. Oh, good. Um, you know, until there are major changes. Yeah. Henry Winkler for real on Twitter, I believe, right? Yeah. Number four. Henry Winkler. Number four. Four, the number four, real. Yeah. R-E-A-L. Yeah. And I'm almost at a million followers. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It took me this long. I started when we were doing the movie that I love, um, Here Comes the Boom with uh, Kevin James. And uh, that was like uh, in 2011, maybe a little earlier. And uh, I love that movie. But I love Twitter. Yeah, you love Twitter. I'm going to track you down on Twitter uh, because I love Twitter as well. And I'm going to, once we get this episode ready to roll, we'll get it out there and we'll, we'll share it out to your Terrific. community. Well, I wish you and everybody listening tight lines. There you go. Another massive, massive podcast in the books for us. Hope you enjoyed that one. If you want to check all the links, all the show notes, everything else today, uh, wetflyswing.com slash 334. 334, you know I'm going to have some uh, killer movie snippets, reels, and hopefully we got a whole line of some of the movies that we talked about today. Pretty amazing, right? This is a pretty uh, epic day for me. Not only is Henry Winkler into fly fishing, he is an amazing actor and also a very cool and funny person. This is going to be a hard one to top, but let us, let's not even think about topping this one. Let's just let this sink in the episode today. Very cool. We are still building this show up from the grassroots and it has been created one share at a time, one download at a time. That's the way we've done this. If you haven't shared an episode yet, this is the one to get it out there let's share this one out let's let the world see this fly fishing uh, superstar and let's see if we can break the podcast download number today let's see if we can do it let's see if we can break our host and and, uh, and put in a massive number just to, just to see what that looks like all right thank you for your support and for supporting this podcast see you online or see you on the water thanks for listening to the wet fly swing fly fishing show for notes and links from this episode visit wetflyswing.com